Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. This is our last episode for Season 2, Pastor Kenny. We are wrapping it up tonight. So we thought we would close with a really large, huge kind of question topic, which is um, kind of our thoughts on how the church and our nation... Uh, so we're not necessarily looking internationally, but just nationally. How how our church is, how the church is doing regarding diversity and fellowship. Yeah, which is obviously too big of a question to try to answer in a thirty-minute podcast. But we at least wanted to throw some ideas out there. Obviously, uh, some of our past episodes, we've been discussing these types of issues, and we're going to continue to discuss these types of issues in uh, our next season. But we just wanted to kind of stop at this point and say. Well, let's just talk about this in general. You know, let's try to throw some things out there. So, Kenny, how do you see things going right now? So when you look, like, on the surface, yes, it can appear to be that the church is making some sort of progress when it comes to diversity and fellowship. There right. is a, a group who's been kind of tracking uh, multi-ethnic churches since 1998. Okay, and they the last kind of update they gave was in 2019, and they so it went from like six percent of people six percent of churches were racially diverse, ethnically diverse. Okay, um, in 1998, and that number is at about 16 percent as far as okay. the church is concerned, and so, that's dealing with. The Catholic Church, the, you know, just the mainline denominations, the evangelical church and all those different things. Right. And so you see this kind of um, increase of the number of people who are attending uh, Mm -hmm. multi-ethnic churches, the number of churches that are considered to be diverse. Mm -hmm. You also see an increase in the number of churches who are being led by diverse leadership. And so it's not only that, you know, you got minorities who are attending churches that are um, led by majority culture, Mm -hmm. but it's also that people are realizing that we need a diversity in our leadership as well Mm -hmm. if we are going to have true diversity in fellowship. Right. So on the surface, it, it looks like we are doing better, that that more churches are are being intentional right. about pursuing diversity and fellowship. Mm-hmm. Seems like that more churches are striving to be diverse in their leadership. Yeah. Right. And even, you know, in, in our experience here locally, and it seems like um, this is true nationally as well. Uh, last few years, I would say maybe not as much, yeah. which we'll get kind of into some of that. But it seems like people in general are just more open um, and more celebratory yeah. of um, when they hear about right. um, efforts to um, pursue diversity and fellowship. Mm-hmm. We've um, definitely, you know, been able to have good conversations with people who are excited about, yeah, you know, what's happened here and what's happened with the church. And 
all almost all the responses have been very positive. Very much so. You know, from people and, and very encouraging as well. Yeah. And, and I mean, you you think about our town, which is fairly conservative mm-hmm. um, in southeast Missouri. Right. Um, very red um, part of the yes pr- mm-hmm. part of the nation, mm-hmm. and to to see people who are really um, encouraged encouraged by what we're trying to do and mm-hmm. and and really. Uh, seem to support us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many people would just walk up to us and say, "What you guys are doing is ridiculous," but yes. and terrible. I mean, maybe there's some <laughs> who would be so bold, but but yes, normally we receive very positive. You know, people don't mess with me like that, bro. <laughs> they ain't coming up to you. They ain't coming, like up, with me. They ain't coming up to me with idea. stuff like that, man. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's for the most part been very, very yes, positive. So that's surface level, right? Right. It, se- it seems like there are the, challenges, though. Yeah, the church is doing well, but yeah, there's there's going to be some challenges to that as well. And, and okay, you know, the stuff that we see that um, can be problematic when we are um, striving for diversity in fellowship. So, brother, right. what was what would be uh, one of those challenges that we see? Well, I think the big one that unfortunately we've seen is just this ever increasing kind of divide uh, yeah. among the church over political type. I mean, you almost have to say worldly. Yeah. You know, a worldly worldview. <laughs> that's kind of a weird thing. Is it? Worldly world. A worldly view. worldview. Yes. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, secular worldview maybe is a better yes. way to say that versus yes. Christian worldview. You might, you might want to patent worldly worldview. Worldly worldview. That's you really never hard. know what that I mean, ends up being. It's hard to say, being, though. It's right? really hard to say. Um, I think, but I, I think it, I mean, you could kind of do you know, okay, big umbrellas, embracing of a secular worldview. But even more narrow under that, it's almost the embracing of a political oh, yeah. worldview um, that is very much a, if you are, I mean, for the right, the right side, right? I mean, if you are a Christian, then you're only going to vote this particular way. You're only going to support these kinds of politicians. Right. Um, and, and you see that even even in the white with, with some of the language that's been appropriated, developed, used. Yeah. Things like woke, you know, like you're and 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 that is a pejorative, right? That yeah. is a if 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 a right if a person on the right, uh a conservative calls you woke, what they mean by that is that you're liberal. Right. And uh you don't you've you've let go of the Bible, you know, and uh your 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 position concerning race or whatever it is you're talking about is unbiblical. And then we've also seen with that, I mean, the obsession with CRT. I mean, to this day, that's still uh, our most listened to podcast. <laughs> right. Right. Which is funny because I think probably a lot of people, li- a lot of conservatives listen to that, hear our take on it, and are like, I'm not going to listen to this podcast anymore. Right. I-, I mean, because of just this kind of, if you are not, if you don't think CRT is from the devil himself, then you are you're woke, you're liberal, yes. you're yeah. moving in the wrong direction. You know, you're 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 unbiblical. So I think we, I mean, just seeing that that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, obviously with the more kind of the left the left-handed side of the political spectrum. I mean, you've seen uh, just the approval of you know actions that the Bible calls sinful, right? Of homosexuality, the just obsession with you know abortion. I mean, man, we have definitely seen that you know yeah. recently. Uh, I mean, the overturning of Roe v. Wade is encouraging in one regard, 
but but it's extremely discouraging to see people right i mean yeah. dig in and say we have to have this you know this has to be a right and you know? you know even with that it feels like that even some of that in the church is just a it seems like this pushback against majority culture well if mm-hmm. you all um, hold to this position, then we're going to hold to another position. We're right. going to counter that. Yeah. So if, if mm-hmm. white evangelicals who vote majority Republican hold to a traditional view of of marriage and homosexuality that the Bible actually right. says, or mm-hmm. if they hold to a, um, a pro-life stance, then we're going to go opposite of that because right. we don't want to hold to anything that they hold to. Right. And... And it's beyond that too, because it's it's mm-hmm. a we. This is how we vote. We vote Democratic. Mm-hmm. The Democrats hold to you know this. This is part big parts of their platform. So we're going to adopt that, and that tends what happens when we seem mm-hmm. to place our identity more in our political party. Um, that right. we we tend to adopt their whole platform, even right. if it's um, biblical or not, right? Yeah. Instead of just, I mean, we talked about this. I mean, at some point, but just instead of just being discerning, yeah. Like, there are things that Republicans believe that I don't support at all. Yes. <laughs> you know, and there are things that Democrats believe that I think are good ideas. Yes. And that doesn't mean I might necessarily vote Democratic or, or whatever. Um, but, like, I can, like, you have to be able to be discerning when you're looking at those. Like, you can't just say, I, I, mean, I, I think, you can't just say, as a Christian, I am this party right i i agree with them 100 percent all the way down the line yeah i just don't you know that's that's a i think to me that's a dangerous place and and i think that's one of the real challenges that we're facing when you're trying to deal with um i mean it, it's just it's just hard the, the converse you can't even it's hard to have a conversation where you're actually yeah. talking about racial reconciliation or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and not talking about all this other stuff. Right. I mean, you can't even have decent conversations. You cannot. Because, so. I mean, you, you're either going to be slandered, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be CRT. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing any Woke. sort of mm-hmm. uh, racial reconciliation, fighting for diversity and fellowship, you're woke. You're, that's right. You're liberal. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you have on, the, on another end of the spectrum, you have this diversity at all costs mentality. And, you know, we deal with this. I deal with this sometimes as well. Um, locally, it's like um, like people have this expectation that all churches should be united in some way. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there needs to be some some sort of discerning. Uh, we, right. we need to be able to discern, okay, where can we cooperate? Where can't we cooperate? Right. And, and but, but what's happening is this idea that we can sacrifice or compromise on biblical truths, on the gospel, even mm-hmm. for the sake of diversity. Like we, we've again, this is something we've talked about, but it's something that we see. I, I see as a challenge to true diversity and fellowship, biblical diversity right. and fellowship. Yeah, is this diversity at all cost mentality to mm-hmm. where eh, it doesn't matter what you believe, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you even, you know, operate as a church, a local church. Mm-hmm. Um, you all just should be, we all should just come together and love one another and be united. And that's not, right. that's, <laughs> that's not biblical. That's right. It, it is not, it's not possible. Right. And and I think we even see that when we look at the, the divisions among the mainline denominations is that they tried that. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, there's going to be a problem when you're sacrificing on truth 
yeah. in order to have diversity. Right. Well, what else? I mean, that's so one. That's a big. I mean, that's a big challenge. Just kind yeah. of all that kind of thrown in together. But what's another? What's another challenge that you see is pressing on us right now? You know, another challenge, and and this is something that, you know, as as a church, as we try to maintain our diversity and fellowship, is that I want to make sure that we're not getting complacent. Yeah. It's like okay, we've merged churches. We have you know a a diverse congregation Mm -hmm. and then, but we only do it on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Right. You know, we come together on Sunday mornings, but we're, we don't have any deep relationships with one another Mm -hmm. and we're not, you know, intentionally seeking to build those relationships because we feel like we have this, you know, for a couple of hours on Sunday, we're good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that complacency, if we're not being intentional about Mm -hmm. um, really digging in deep, with our in our relationships then right. we just we just end up having a surface level um diversity and fellowship which is not one at all mm-hmm. and then complacency in the sense to where yes we do this on sunday mornings but we're not advocating for or we're not addressing any of the justice issues in our community mm. we're not dealing with we're not dealing with any of those things from the pulpit right we're not actually getting out in the community or are actually trying to um, help the least of these as, mm-hmm. as Jesus would put it. Right. We're not doing any other things. We feel like Sunday morning is the right. emphasis. And so we're, we get kind of complacent. We've already done what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to sit back and, and enjoy this, <laughs> you know, this surface level right. unity. Right. Yeah. Which is not good. Yeah. 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 So, so we talked about political, kind of the political over the biblical. We talked about mm. complacency. What is something else, brother? Well, I think, I mean, really in all of it, there's just this kind of uh, human tendency to just be discouraged that any good change is ever going to really happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, um, you know, it seems as if even maybe, I don't know, five years ago, ten years ago, like it seemed like the discussion was moving, the discussion concerning racial reconciliation was really moving in a healthy direction. Yeah. Uh, everybody seemed to think, yes, that is a good thing. Evangelicals thought so. Uh, I mean, even even people in, in the secular world were like, yes, that is a healthy thing. We need to be we need to be more diverse, you know. Oh, yeah. And I think the church was finally beginning to to say, kind of wake up and say, okay, we're not doing a great job of this, you know. And then it was like. I mean, there were several factors that came into play. Uh, I mean, I think the um, the election of Trump played a factor. All of the different um, kind of crises that happened uh, in the news with um, just controversial racial, racially motivated things. Then the response to all of that, the response to the crises with Black Lives Matter and just all of these kinds of things happening in the broader and then, and then you've got kind of these responses of, well, these people are woke, or these people are, you know, these people are liberal, or, um, you know, unity at, at, at the expense of truth. I mean, all these kind of responses, I, it almost feels like the conversation just got stopped in its tracks, or even worse, got, actually, we went backwards yeah, a little bit. absolutely. You know, and so I think it's easy to just kind of look at all that and say, you know what? Let's just keep doing church like we've always done church, and yeah, we don't. The racial reconciliation issue is just too volatile. It's too, 
it's too difficult. It's too hard. Let's just stop. You know, let's yeah. just not let's just not do that anymore. And just, so just get discouraged. Like, so I think that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the all of those divisions in the country that we're seeing, but uh, I, I think it's just it's it's very easy for for churches and for pastors to say no reason to really think. You know, let's let's just not. Uh, let's not stir up the hornet's nest. You oh, know? yeah. Let's just stay away um, from that. What else you feel like is maybe contributing to our discouragement over oh, this man. issue? Oh, man, too much time on social media. Yes. And I, I'm yeah. telling you, <laughs> like me, myself, being on Twitter mm-hmm. will immediately be like, this is not worth it. Yeah. Right? That's right. <laughs> like, it is yeah. not It is not worth it to um, to strive for this because Twitter is – it's a I mean, terrible place. In regards to it's a like terrible striving place. for diversity and fellowship, you get mm-hmm. all all the weirdness, all the just the polar polarization. Yeah. You get both of the extremes and it's like right. Yeah. Is this what the church really is? Like is this what we this is mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. Right. <laughs> so right. yeah. So I mean you can easily get discouraged if you're on, on Twitter, Facebook, uh things like that when it comes to um issues regarding diversity and fellowship. Yeah, so, which is why I just keep trying to encourage you to take up collecting baseball, basketball, and football card on, and get on card Twitter. On card Twitter to realize it's encouraging. that people, Twitter is actually give away yeah. stuff all the time. <laughs> They're giving away Twitter cards. Twitter can be used for good, y'all. They, it can be. Right. Yes. Yes. It's not evil, right? We can do this. And I and I think one one thing, you know, another area of discouragement for minorities is Sometimes you feel like your local church is not doing enough, and that's kind of going back to the advocating for justice issues. And so they, you get discouraged. And one thing that came out in the study was is that uh, back in 1998, you know, the the number of African Americans in in multi ethnic churches was low, it was single mm-hmm. digits, I believe. Mm-hmm. In, in kind of 2012, it had got up to like almost 30 percent. Yeah, but it dropped. Yep. It dropped um, again. Going back, still to some higher of those other than it was in '98, but mm-hmm. it dropped in 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 the 2019 version mm-hmm. because of some of these things. You feel like your church is not doing enough in regards to justice issues. You you feel like um, mm-hmm. you know you feel like the majority culture is kind of d- doesn't want you there, and so you feel like your right. local church is not doing enough, and you get discouraged and say, "We don't want to have anything else to do with this this quote unquote racial reconciliation." Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of our what we see as some of the challenges when it comes to uh, I mean, diversity. Can I add and something really yeah, odd on, on that last one though that I think is very interesting? Yeah. One place that I've seen that a lot, or people talking about that a lot, is Christian hip hop. Yeah. Because uh-huh. Christian hip hop was exploding. I mean, was just I mean after yes. 2010. I mean, really even before that, but. I mean, these just kind of this new group that was on, and they're theologically solid. Then you had a guy like Lecrae who got like secular notoriety. I mean, uh-huh. you know, and and these guys were running in white spaces. I mean, yes. they were involved in and and some of them got seriously burned. Yeah, so, and and, yeah. and begin to start talking about in their music. Yes, I don't want to be in this space. I don't want to be in these white spaces anymore. Because what happened is they started talking about some of these justice issues. Yes. And then they got pushback mm-hmm. in these spaces and they were like, <laughs> they're like, look, we want you to come and rap a little bit, but we don't want you to rap about <laughs> hey, that. Hey, you better rap about nothing but Jesus. That's right. Right. And that's not right. seeing how, how the justice issue, well, you know, that's broader church issues, you know, right. Not seeing how the justice issues are intertwined within scripture and the gospel. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, they you, you start getting that pushback and you're starting to say, hey, maybe this is not for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Right? You know, that they, yeah. they're they're okay with this surface level right. unity. They right. they don't want to dig deep and actually have to do some of the work yeah. that is required of it. And so I don't want to be a part of it. And you and you like you said, you hear that in their music. It's like okay. Yeah, the frustration's coming out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what do we <laughs> what do we do about all those challenges? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How do we how do we move forward? So, so I, you go ahead. Okay. So when when we're thinking about kind of the political, the um kind of putting the Bible on the back burner type yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how do we move forward in that? I think again, it goes back to our identity. Like our identity is in Christ. That's right. More than anything else, political party, ideology, and I, and I mean <laughs> We really just need to kind of divorce our divorce ourselves from our political parties. I agree. I'm just I'm just going to go out and say it because it does. It seems like the temptation for us when we identify with the party, that temptation to make that our primary identity is so strong mm-hmm. that we we probably just need to look more. As far as individuals, as far as policies, which is the best way anyway, I, w- I would That's say right. yeah. to to look at the individual and and where they stand versus mm-hmm. looking at that party name and supporting and, and the mm-hmm. ideologies. Right. And and for for us as Christians, we need to be in the word more than we are watching the news. Yeah. And and I believe that's we're being discipled by the news and discipled by. Yeah. our politicians more than we're being discipled by the word and the church. Yeah. And so that's how we move forward in, in that challenge. And, you know, the Bible is our foundation, yep. not Fox news, not CNN, not right. one America, whatever you're listening to, whatever you, the Bible is our foundation, right? The gospel is what everything should be centered on. Mm-hmm. The gospel of Jesus Christ, good news of Jesus Christ. Right. That's, we need to keep that at the forefront of our minds. And if it's not, if it's not biblical, if it's not gospel centered, then we need to get rid of it. Right. Just yeah. move it out of our brains. So yeah. how yeah. else would you say we need to move forward, brother? Well, you know, we talked about kind of complacency. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, one thing that, that we were trying to encourage our families to do even here is spend time with each other outside of just Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we can we can make some of those things programmatic. You know, we can have small groups that are meeting in people's homes or do whatever, and and those things are good. I mean, I think that's a that's a way to take your relationships deeper. You know, yeah. I and mean, I have I have deeper relationships with people who come to Sunday school or who I hang out with a lot through the week than I'm going to have you know, necessarily on on Sunday morning. But but I, I there has to be some responsibility from all of us to just say, hey, I want to have somebody in my home. You know, I'm going to do a better job of sharing. I mean, we've talked a lot yeah. about sharing meals with people, you know, and, and just, just hanging out together and getting to know one another and praying. For, I mean, texting somebody throughout the week and saying, hey, how can I pray for you? You know, what's tell me something that's going on in your life. I want to be praying for you about that, you know. And so just really being, you know, intentional in those in those um, in those one on one relationships and, and maybe family relationships, that kind of thing. So that so that you're not just Sunday morning only, right? And yeah, uh, and then I think um, in those one-on-one conversations, in those personal conversations, you have to be talking. Um, I think it's important for the majority culture to listen to the minority culture about 
what is happening locally, right? What are yeah. some issues locally that you see, you know? And, um, you know, you and I have had many conversations about um, kind of the the view of the police in our community and how, how do, you know, is that a good thing? Is that right? Is that accurate? I mean, we've, had, we've had conversations with um, uh, with uh, the chief of police, uh, Mr. Yeah. Jim, you, you know, and so we're just trying to, fit, that, that is a very local issue for us. And so how do we work through that as a, as a majority person who maybe hasn't had some of the experiences that my minority friends have had. Like I want to, I have to, I have to listen to those experiences. Yes. I, I mean, not that I'm going to base all my decisions and everything just on those experiences, but to absolutely ignore them as if they're insignificant, you can't do that, you know? Right. And so, so anyway, just having those conversations and those and, and trying to figure out, Okay, what can we do? What can we do to address that? You know, uh, getting involved in community issues, um, what, whatever that, whatever that means, whether it's a food program with the YMCA or it's working with the chief of police to try to uh, reduce violence in, in yes. uh, certain communities. I mean, those are things you need to try to lean in and say, okay, how do we, how do we help with this? What can we do here? You know, Amen. Uh, because we, I mean, honestly, I can, you know, thinking about the, the Christian rap thing, like I, I don't want. Um, my my fear is is that what's happened is is that the minority culture was welcomed in, and then once we once the majority culture kind of got to see some of the some of their struggles and some of their and they, and they actually started be, being honest yeah. about where they were, the majority culture said, "Nah, we don't really want that." Right. You know, I mean, that's an oversimplification of of the issues, but but we have to be really careful that we don't. We don't have that, right? We don't have yes. that. Uh, I mean, I, I think, and I'm just talking off the top of my head here, but like, <laughs> I mean, if if let's say let's say I'm a I'm a majority culture guy, and I've got I've got a history of cops in my family, yes, right, and yeah. I and I and I become friends with a with a minority brother in my community, and he in our relationships he starts talking about just all the trouble that he's had, that his family's experienced. They've been. Um, you know, wrongfully arrested, wrongfully pulled over, you know, all this kinds of stuff. And he's really frustrated with yeah. kind of that. <laughs> That's going to be a hard relationship. Yeah. And I'm going to really have to try to figure out, okay, am I going to, can I love this brother? Can our unity in Christ be enough to help us overcome something that we're both pretty passionate about? Yeah. You know, and so, and, at the end of the day, can we work together to try to make it better? Right. Because I yeah. don't want the minority group to hate the cops. That's a terrible thing, right? Right. I also don't want the cops to be doing terrible things to minority people in my community, Amen. right? And so what we've got to do is figure out how do we get together and work on these things and, and listen to each other and love each other. And, and so I think, you know, those are, those are challenges. But I think... Um, we can't grow like we can't have that that one conversation and then say well, I don't really want to have anything to do I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can't. That is complacency, right? right? I mean, we can't. You can't no, take no. that approach. So, so, what about the discouragement? How do we fight that? Yeah, I think we need to keep our eyes on Jesus and His promises more than we do the world. Right. right? More than more than we watch the news. More than we are on on social media. Look to Jesus and His and His promises. So th- think about right. this. Like even if. The divisions in this country can't be healed. Even if there's a second civil war or there's a right. secession and end up with two, di- two or three different countries in, mm. in, in what is now the United States, mm. God's promises and his purposes are going to stand. That's right. Like his 
Jesus's purpose that the church will be one as he and the father is one is still going to stand. That's right. Like yeah. Jesus's uh, purpose that the, you know, that God's will would be done. His kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. That's still mm-hmm. going to stand. That's right. I mean, the promise that there will be people from every tribe, tongue and nation. That's right. People group in the new heavens, new earth. That's still going to stand. That's right. And so we still can we can still work for diversity and fellowship, no matter what the mm-hmm. no matter what the, what we see going on in the world, no matter what we see going on um, around us. Those things are always going to stand. And yeah. so we we mm-hmm. if we fix our eyes upon Jesus, knowing that He has all power in His hands, He has accomplished <laughs> through His life, death, and resurrection. He's already accomplished this stuff, and He He calls us to work towards these things. Amen then we, we won't get discouraged when we see what's going on in the world. I would also say, yeah, <laughs> just realize that social media in particular and mm-hmm. just the media in general can be a very bad reflection of reality. Yeah. I mean, I've, I sometimes I'll be on Twitter or Facebook and be like, it is horrible. I don't want to go to this event where I'm going to be the super minority. <laughs> like yeah. I might be the only yeah. handful of black people there. Because yeah. be, all those people are going to be looking at me right. in a way that, right. I've you ta- know. I've taken Kenny to a lot of those, right. a lot of those things. Man, I mean, we went to the NBC, Missouri Baptist Convention. Yes. And I'm like, you know, have been on Twitter reading all the stuff. And like, this is going to be horrible. And you right. get there and it's like, yes, nobody is concerned about the yeah. stuff that, is going on on Twitter. Everybody's That's loving, right. and mm-hmm. and so you have to realize that Twitter and the, just in in particular the media in general they are a bad reflection of reality. That's why yeah. it's important for us to focus lo- focus locally. Yeah, right, and to yep. you know not um, put assumptions on people. Um, and I would say if you are a minority person in a multi ethnic church and you and you're looking around and you're saying that the church is not doing and en- do enough, mm. then I would say the first thing you need to do is pray about it, but then step up and maybe lead or serve in a justice ministry. Mm. Find a way to, because sometimes it's not that your church is not doing enough because they don't care. Sometimes the pastor just needs people to step up That's exactly and lead right. yeah. in those, That's right. in those ministries. Mm-hmm. And so you just can't say, you know, the church is not doing enough. You have to, actually be willing mm-hmm. to to lead in those areas to serve in those areas mm-hmm. and um just be a blessing to the church be a blessing to the pastor in that way right that's good yeah good all right well that leads up to our last crazy question for the season so yes. since it's our last episode the season is behind us kenny crazy question what was your highlight from season two or the you know the the episode that if somebody was going to go back and listen to one episode I mean what what would what would you recommend yeah I would say I would recommend for people to go back into episodes 11 and episode 12 mm-hmm. and you know the, the crazy thing that that happened is that the uh, verdict for Cal Rittenhouse mm-hmm. and the verdict for the guys who killed Ahmad Arbery they came down within like a week yeah, or two within close. each other mm-hmm. and so we were able to talk about those those things and the reason why i like those episodes is because we're able to model to model something is that you you don't just jump to conclusions and you don't just um you don't just uh hope for the outcome 
that goes along with your party, your Mm -hmm. ideology. So when we talked about the Rittenhouse case, we we looked at the facts Mm -hmm. and we said justice was done. Mm -hmm. The the Arbery case, I mean, Rittenhouse being acquitted, Mm -hmm. we said justice was done with the Arbery case and the individuals being found guilty. And we said justice was done. Right. Right. And I'm... (laughs) And we're I'm make, pretty sure we're making everybody mad. We made everybody mad <laughs> at one point right. in, <laughs> in, in those two weeks. Both those things. In right? those two weeks, we right. made most people in this country mad because people wanted yeah. different things to happen based upon their ideologies and their identities mm-hmm. in those situations. So, I mean, I, I I would say go back to those two and and really kind of hold on to what was modeled there in those episodes. What would you say, brother? What yeah. was your highlight? I think I always really enjoy our, the interview yeah. episodes. So we interviewed uh, Chief Chief Jim, and then uh, we interviewed, got to interview Isaac Adams for his book. And so I think those are always fun. It's just fun to hear different people's perspectives and kind of hear where they're coming from. And so I, I always encourage folks to, to listen to those. I think those are helpful. So Yep, yep. Well, hey, we have enjoyed uh, this season. We uh, we really appreciate you uh, listening to us talk about things, and uh, we we just thank you for for hanging with us this season. We're excited about uh, what we're going to do uh, in the next season, in season three, which we will kick kick that off back in September. We're going to take the month of August off, uh, and then we'll kick back up in September. And so we are looking forward to talking with you then. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.